Hi, and welcome to the 87th edition of Keen Minds, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 7, Episode 2, Louis T. Steinhill, The Conclusion. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. I'm Tessa. And, and what an episode! Before we get started, we need to make a disclaimer. <laughs> Yes, you um, do. We had a request to make a disclaimer, and it's fair. Uh, we This is not a spoiler-free episode. We do talk about things that happened on the episode itself. We talk about, we will potentially talk about things that are discussed in the previews for next week, in interviews, and uh, any sort of uh, interviews. Other media. Yeah, other media yeah. that's covered yeah. in that, like preview photos and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we do not have access to any privileged no. information. We're no. just fans. Yeah, we're fans. Uh, and we also put forward our own theories, which we do not necessarily say are fact. <laughs> we just, in some cases, hope they are. In some cases, we hope they're not. We've had those mm. theories, too. And yeah. So um, that's, that's all we got, folks. Uh, we do not have any inside sources. So we've got what we know. <laughs> yeah. Now... Any episode written by Lucas Ryder, John Balkenkamp, and John Eisendraft is bound to be explosive. And boy, this one didn't disappoint. Literally. Literally yeah. explosive. With yep. Russian explosions. <laughs> yep. Plastic explosions. Dom, there you go. He may be old-fashioned about his guns, but he definitely likes his explosives. Oh, Dom. I do mm. love Dom. I knew he was going to have something well, coming sooner or later. <laughs> It, it, it may kind of sense because Katerina is also a kind of fiery personality mm. and they talk about temper and all that. So TNT and temper kind of goes like hand go. in hand. Explosives. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get started. This could be a longer one today because there was a lot that happened in this episode. Um, guys, I apologize if I have a scratchy throat this week. Tessa was sick last week. I've been sick this past week and I also went to my uh, alma mater's homecoming football game which we went into which double resulted overtime. in a little bit of yelling apparently a lot of yelling we went into double overtime uh fans got so loud that the other team couldn't hear themselves talk on the field i'm very proud mm. anyway um so if i start to sound like i have a frog in my throat that's why there was not really that much to say about the task force i mean aram wrestler even even Liz didn't have a lot to to, to do. No, Liz's I, was pretty much there at the end, and same with Cooper. Cooper's big thing was at the end. They were, they played the part of the recap just to make sure mm-hmm. everybody was caught up. And I mean, because there's been so much and things are going so many different directions, it very much feels like your house of mirrors that you talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was. They had kind of this little powwow at the beginning. It was like a recap of this is where we are. This is our point mm-hmm. of view and what we know was happening. So the audience is aware where the task force is, since that's usually who we follow through for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that, yeah. that was their point. You had Wrestler and Liz in the field a little bit, which, I mean, mm-hmm. you had some nice moments there. Uh, there was, I very much enjoyed Wrestler's... Um, a uh, little comment uh, that they dropped. It was very nice for the writing point of view. Uh, don't think we haven't talked about this when mm. it comes to Agnes being home and Liz's fear about did I bring her home too soon? What if she's still in danger? What if my mother's a danger to her? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Because it's the thing that 
I know we've talked about here on the podcast, and I've just talked about in general, that there are always so many little tidbits that, that you want, especially if you're like me and are huge on characters and huge on all the little intricacies that go to those relationships. I love those tiny little moments of people discussing things and looking forward to things. And I mean, I would be very happy watching that, but it would slow the show down way too much. It's like a snapshot that you allow you to know, okay, that moment had been there. We just never saw it. Exactly. It's like the rest of us can write it in fan fiction and that's fantastic, but it's, it's nice when the writers find a line or two just to give a nod that this is happening. It's not that we've just completely gone from A to C and skipped over B. Mm-hmm. It just happened off camera. And yeah. they they tend to do a lot of that with the Keens when Tom was alive. Uh, a lot happened off camera and they just alluded to it. And this was kind of a callback to that where they, they just dropped it. It was nice. It was quick. It was efficient. Yeah. And I was happy with that it. That warehouse was awesome. Um, the warehouse with all the the, mm-hmm. the, the special effects and the costumes yeah. and all that. Um, I think it was the same set as the as the post office, though. When they were running Probably, up the stairs yeah. to Steinhill, it looked like going up to Cooper's office. Yeah. yeah. Hey, multi multi set. That's, yeah, you know that's... what? It's cost efficient. I don't. I mean, they have used that one warehouse with the yellow tinted windows so many times, including this episode. It was in Redemption. It's been all through every season of The Blacklist. It's just, Perfect. you know, it's it's a, probably a very good space to be able to do just a little bit of rearranging, and I can almost guarantee that the the casual viewer doesn't even notice. Nope. Um, in fact, the house that was supposedly Cooper has been used in per- at least six or seven episodes. Well, I remember when, um, what episode it was. I think it was maybe, um, I don't know. There was an episode where they were going into some townhouses. May have been an episode like 301 or something like that. They were going, yeah, it was. They were going into the townhouses. Um, They're at the very beginning when Liz was about to go on the run. And mm-hmm. they were trying to create the, the ulterior, uh, alternative mm-hmm. um, space for her. And everyone went crazy, like, oh, are they going back to the Keen house? Are they going back to the townhouse? Why are they doing this? You know, it's, it wasn't. It was just the same setup. Yeah. It and, well, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like I said, cost efficient. And. You know, seven seasons in, I'm sure that the budget is, you know, it is what it is. That's what happens yeah. when you get further and further into a well, pl- an, plus an you expensive get, you get, show anyway. I mean, because yeah, once so you get much. into all this travel explosions, uh, special effects, uh, exactly. stunt doubles. I, I would much rather them get creative with the setting like that, which they do. They do it well. Much rather them do that than cheap out on the special effects and mm-hmm. like look at it and go, well, that's a CGI fire, you yeah. know. <laughs> I can. I tell. mean, some of them have been, and you can you can help it, but I mean, there was a train that it didn't exist. Uh, um, yeah, thumbs up, uh, Z Hadley. He did very well with it. Uh, that remember the train in um, in uh, Miles McGraw? Yeah, that wasn't there. Really? That no, was all CGI. That Yep. I have a friend that swears up and down she can tell any CGI. Like, mm. it, she's, 
I don't know if it's true or not, but she says it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't believe it. I, anyway, you know, I so, can't tell. So, <laughs> Hooper has probably one of the most significant, and I always say, at, at any season in this show, you're gonna have one character that tells you kind of the theme of the of the season. And sometimes it carries over more than a season. Like for example, the 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 theme of seasons five and six was secrets put people in harm's way, yeah. and that was Tom's line. The previous one was was a Samar saying monster hunting monsters, in season three when they were uh, talking about the them. And I think that Cooper just had the the line that defines this season: their relatives and their family. Yeah, I really, really liked that line. It's because she's, we've talked about this before, about how much Liz will overlook for family. And we discussed it last week when we Mm -hmm. were talking about, you know, Cooper's line where he says, you know, you used to think this was your father. Now who are you putting everything on the line for? She said, a guy I really like, I've come to like. Mm. And that's been a running theme throughout it. We've seen her and we've seen how she just will, (coughs) excuse me, that she'll overlook so much because they're family. You know, and when she thought Red was her father, when she just, even the moments where she just wasn't sure he wasn't, she was more likely to run with things. And now even though she doesn't think he's her biological father, I think that still there's a lot of it in there that he still feels like her father. He still acts more like her father than she would have thought her biological father could have. And Mm. so it's, you know, she's willing to give up a lot for him, but that goes back to Katarina, that there are so many questions about her. She doesn't know if she's good, if she's bad, if she's alive, if she's dead. And I think it's throwing things so out of whack. It is messy. And so to have, mm. to have Cooper kind of redirect that, and I felt like Wrestler sort of echoed that, pre, pre-echoed that? Yeah, um, he has, done the, he have done, he have yeah. said things to that extent, like, well, I'm just, uh, is a man that cares about you, is it, and that, it, you know, you don't, you, you don't forget that family is the people that care about you, mm-hmm. not necessarily people who are related by blood. Well, I'm just talking about earlier you know when when they were talking about agnes in this episode just Mm. that that whole conversation felt very much it it was just a nice prelude to it that you know basically keep keep agnes close we're gonna we're gonna have your back Mm. you know you need to stop stressing so much you're not doing this alone sort of thing we don't have to be we don't have to be biological family we don't have to be blood you know, for, to be for this family. to be a family, and it has become a family, and that's yeah. chosen family is my jam. So to hear everybody saying that now, and, is and so that nice. and that goes right straight to, and I had it, and I just lost it. It goes straight to Tom saying it in the Baptist mm-hmm. in the uh, christening, and also to Red when he thought he was about to die and said. You know, I'm at peace now because I know that you have people who love you and who will tell you the truth. Yeah. And and so this is a theme that has that started in season five with like little 
sprinklings, but now it's becoming the theme. And I'm, I was happy because usually the character that will say the line will have a big part on the on the on the arc. So I think that Cooper saying that line is going to bring us a lot into into who Cooper is and what the relationship is with with Red and and with Liz. Yeah. It was very nice. And and you have we started early with the theme of adoption with chosen family and moved in both with Sam adopting Liz and Tom's entire arc, you know, like the long-term arc between the major and the Phelpses mm-hmm. and Scotty and Howard and everything he went through and the fact that they were planning to adopt in the beginning. There's just mm-hmm. there's been so much over the course of all seven seasons so far, you know, six full seasons into the seventh one about chosen family. It's yep. been a a series long theme. Well, that that basically takes care of that. Should we go into Steinhill? What a fantastic character. So I have a question for you. Okay. When he shot himself in the head, did you think mm. he was dead when they walked in there? Uh, I had my doubts, uh, but then my husband, who was watching with me, said, he's not dead. He, I mean, look at the mask. It was exactly the same pattern as the mask that that girl was wearing. And I'm like, oh, okay, you, you're right. You're right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to shoot himself. The fact that the woman said he's there alone. So when they heard the shot, they were already expecting him to be, to have killed himself. Yeah. So, I mean, everything in that in that illusion was perfect. He already had that plan. If something happens, this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, you there's a call that cancels Emmy. Mm-hmm. And then we get this fake Emmy, which is something that Red has done many times. I, yeah, I actually really like Steinhill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Red should pull him on reta- retainer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, do not kill this guy. This guy would be, imagine him and, and, um... Uh, Sinclair together. And who? Sinclair. Sinclair, the double maker, the alibi. Oh, right. With a mask John Noble. The whole thing. John Noble. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh I my mean, goodness. That together would be a match they can do. And... Yeah, yeah. They they can do anything. I I have a note in here because we've joked about it before. Always check the pulse. Mm-hmm. I have a note in here. It says he's an illusionist. Rest should have checked the pulse. Always check the pulse. <laughs> well, I think it, it, that's the point of the woman saying he's alone. They were already expecting him to be dead. They find a body on the floor. They hear a gunshot. That's yeah. part of the illusion. The illusions don't work without the emotional thing. Well, we've we've talked about it before. The there's such a limited amount of time. I think most episodes are like forty-two to forty-three minutes long. There is no time in an episode, especially one as packed full as this one was, to show a woman in a funky mask just yes. for kicks. I mean, yes. yeah, it's funny, but like Liz's reaction of a, uh, what should I be saying here? It was funny, but it has to have a double meaning. It's got to be funny yeah. and there's got to be something deep or else they're wasting time. 43 minutes is everything counts. Every second counts. It does. Uh, Somebody was also saying that uh, in Reddit that the name of the of the person that Dembe gives to uh, Frankie, uh, it's really the name of the stranger. 
the person who gives identities Ooh. and finds identity and all that. And there is everything that you do have to have a reason. And and sure, there's going to be a little detail here and there that you just throw just to make the scene round and all that. But if you can manage to make it count, you this, probably will. This one felt like a tightly written episode. Yeah, every second there was there for a very specific I mean, reason. It's this is going to be one of those. I because I wasn't in town on Friday when it aired. I and I didn't get to watch it until we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. I watched it uh first round um like super early this morning and second round when I got, you know, done with church and everything and I I sat down I'm going there's so much. I need like five rewatches. But I just didn't and, have time. <laughs> am I the only one thinking that this charade of the illusionist is not done? And this was part two? Yeah. Um, I, I, I've i got more to get into that. I think because there was a comment about puzzle pieces. Um, I think Red yeah. said it to Frankie. That, you know, what was that? Was that where it was? I a bet, piece uh, of the puzzle? He knew that he knew that I would I would jump into the conclusions. Um I wrote it down because I said, "Hey, that That's was good. that was definitely it's, it's like talking the... camp talking to me." I, I know. I felt I, like he was talking to me like directly. So I felt I like took he was it throwing too... it out there. Yeah, I took it too hard. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like the one quote I don't have in my notes. I wrote so many quotes down in my notes, but it, it was something about uh, about the puzzle pieces and thinking that you have them all and not realizing you don't or something like that yeah that you you would think you, he wouldn't see the the fingerprints all through uh, yeah. all the through escape um it was beautiful you think you have all the pieces but you only have you you only have one so you're assembling your puzzle and you don't know what you're doing I, so yeah i think i, that, I think that there it. are potentially more illusions going on with steinhill i'm not 100% sure if we can trust Frankie. I think we can. Because the weapon that they gave her was their weapon. It wasn't... It wasn't something she they could have been rigged. Um, oh, I think that if... if that, but that doesn't mean anything. Because maybe her job was to be outed and say, Sure, I'm now on your side. And now, you know, to eventually infiltrate either the post office. Because I have a feeling she might be a cop. Or to have her infiltrate Red Operation and lead them to Katerina. Because now with some hurt, it, what is what is the immediate thing? You may think this is like the assassination of Diaz. It was not supposed to be an assassination. And they were supposed to kill the wife. And yet the guy didn't kill her. He hurt her. So I'm thinking that maybe hurting Tom was the way of making Red reach out to Katerina to tell him your father is in really bad dire strides. So I'm not yeah. sure that this this whole charade is all over. I'm not sure that's over and I think, and I'll get into it more with Red, uh, Red and Dom when we get to them, but I, I think there was a charade going on there. I think there were a lot of different puzzles getting mixed up here and a lot of different strings going a lot of different ways. But I, I have more on that here in a bit when we get down into Red and Dom. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think everything that was being... And I also feel that way about... I'm still doing air quotes with Katarina because I, I have a legitimate spreadsheet going, folks. <laughs> Let's go home for Karina or Vampirina. That, that sounds and, <laughs> I know what you're trying, like, I know what you're saying, but, like, the way it sounds through my headphones does not sound like what you're trying. 
Okay, what do you want to... We need to have a name for her. Uh, you know, Blonde Cat. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I call, like, Lottie's cat, Katarina, I call her Cat. I don't know. I just started it. I don't think anybody actually calls her Cat in the show. But <laughs> I'm... Yeah, I'm, um, Sam. Hmm. That's where I picked it up from them. Okay, but anyway. All right, are we done with... Uh, have we gone through... Oh, we're on Steinhill. Yeah, Steinhill. So back. Frankie is Frankie is, a, is an interesting character. I think that she may be the addition to the post office, but also Red may add her because she's definitely valuable. She was a good actress oh, and definitely. she's good with a gun, and she's a medic. And I don't think he knows if he can trust her right now, which is always kind of a strange place for him to be at because he feels like since she saved Dom's life, and his, in a way. I mean, granted, he wouldn't have been in the situation he was in without her. You know? But because she saved Dom's life, in a way, he owes her that debt. Mm -hmm. But she also got them into all of that. So I think he's keeping her close because he feels like it would be... He, in his own mind, he doesn't kill someone unless they deserve it. And I think that mm -hmm. it bought her enough goodwill to buy her life by mm -hmm. saving Dom but not quite to be trusted. And so he's keeping her where he can see her. Mm-hmm. I, I agree there. Um, and she's very interesting because she said, I signed up to take out the, the most wanted. But do you think that when they were saying, hey, you know, we're going to do a charade and we're going to take Raymond Reddington, I don't think so. Yeah, so and she was, also, she was also throwing out a lot of names because they made a point with the task force of saying, how need to know everything under Steinhill's organization was. If she was just hired off the streets, why did she know Katarina's name? Why did she know well, Reddington's she did, name? She didn't. Well, she did know she, Reddington's name. It's interesting, but also because she said that that's the reason she signed up because yeah, she it just take down this guy. Not, she was in the room when this guy was talking about Katarina Rostova. Yeah, I guess so. But it just it's still like iffy. Yeah, I will, just, I will give you iffy. There, there are things that aren't quite adding up with with her story, and yeah. being that we met her in the way that we did, I feel like that causes some pause there. Yeah, she was, she was. Um, everything about the things she said, you know, signing up to take it, didn't down the most wanted, makes her feel like she's another Samar, like she got there for a reason. Why did Samar get Reddington in the first place? Because all she did was trying to exchange him for someone or call someone to say that they capture him. So obviously he was a pawn in some game um, and Red liked her and put her on, on the task force. So there is something there. I, I think it's funny because I was like, man, I mean, she would be a nice one for Dembe. And I'm not a chipper, but I was thinking, but really her alignment is, is wrestler. You know, that yeah, she's now that. having that same thing. Like, wait, wait a minute. This is the guy who's supposed to be bad, but the guy who's supposed to be bad is doing good things. And some of the good people are doing bad things. So I don't really know where I'm standing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've heard rumors that wrestler's supposed to be potentially getting someone this season i don't i don't remember if that's accurate or not that may have just been speculation frankie sounds the kind i mean she definitely has she definitely has what it takes to survive in that world let's just put it that way where poor audrey was like you were so dead i miss audrey i really liked her 
She was a little dopey, though. Well, I mean, we she was get, sweet. We didn't she get was to sweet. know her. She just wasn't around long enough to get any depth in her. So, I mean, that's... She saw people with a gun and run towards them. She not had a concussion. She had a concussion. Uh, okay, I know. We've had that discussion many <laughs> times. Uh, I still feel that people with concussions should act a little more... Uh, intelligence. But anyway, <laughs> let's get it on It doesn't to... matter if you've got a bruise of the brain. Just act right. <laughs> act right is your life. Um, it, It's very interesting, too, because in this episode, what we have is Red basically doing a little bit of what Wrestler did in that opportunity. And I knew there was a point when I bring in Audrey here. Was um, that he did exactly what they thought. Instead of calling Dom or instead of sending a message or telling of telling um, Dembe to do it, he did it himself. And by doing so, acting on the emotion and being weakened, you know, like the concussion or like or wrestler under the scared of 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 Audrey being in 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 danger. Or even earlier, what we were talking about the. It- that the whole illusion of Steinhill's quote-unquote death relied on the emotional response of the woman saying he's there alone and that's what their expectations were. You create the expectation, then your mind goes into, okay, this is what happened. And that's the same thing Steinhill was using against Red when it came to you're paralyzed, Mm -hmm. and then again when it came to you're escaping. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's he's used this heightened emotional moment... Yep. Again and again. And, and uh, with that blood, you're so weak and so confused and your mind is not working mm-hmm. properly. So that's what you needed to do. And it was it was a brilliant illusion. Yeah. Which takes us to the... To the... the That... Those entire things going on with Red and Blancat. And... I mean... Wow. What an episode. And, and I gotta say, as a writer, I don't know if you noticed, but the drip, drip of your blood. And then that reminded me of Anslo Garin saying, drip, drip, Don, drip, drip. Um, they were, uh, you know, talk about, you're not a killer. He's not a killer. I know you're not a killer. Red said, uh, Tom said to Liz, I know you're not a killer. That's where you're in this mess. And there is the, the hardware master dead in there. Um, so then there were a lot of those lines like that. Uh, I'm an expert about pain. I'm an expert in pain. Um, all the things that have been, the pain will be intense. This repetition of words create a rhythm. So even if they're not a direct thing, they are still bringing you back to episodes. So it's like all these lines are coming together. It's in it's those tying things back, even if not directly. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, it's I, I you know, I, I've had a lot of complaints lately. This episode, I think, was very tightly and very well written. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, God, where to even begin? Um, Let's so, talk about Belgrade and and yeah. what seemed to be the, 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 the beef between cat and between blonde cat and red. Oh, gosh. Something um, in Belgrade. So, hang on. I'm reading through notes because mm-hmm. I have that under under red. Mm-hmm. I have so many scattered notes. Um, 
So the line was, I know a little bit of something about pain. Red responds with Belgrade. And she says, everything I cared about died. I made a life for myself, family. You blew all of that up. That line there reminded me of Dom's comment to Red in, what what season do we meet him in? Three? Three. Yeah, three. Um, reminded me of Dom's comment to Red about taking everything from him. Taking mm-hmm. his family from him. And... As far as I'm concerned, you kill my entire family. Yeah. And... So talking about those not directly corresponding lines, but pulling mm-hmm. back and pulling things forward, especially mm-hmm. as deeply intermixed as these three were for this episode, I I have to think that was intentional because mm-hmm. that entire conversation between Red and Katarina. Now, granted, he was loopy because he was losing blood, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That whole thing felt like part of the illusion to me. Like, she was using his compromised cognitive state. Compromised cognitive state. Wow, say that Mm -hmm. as fast. That's Um, pretty good, yeah. Um, To manipulate. And this this is kind of, just bear with me on this, because this Mm -hmm. is one of those, it's out there, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and there are a lot Mm -hmm. of reasons, but putting it into a cohesive theory is still an ongoing process. And that entire, because there were two segments of it. And the mm-hmm. way she was talking to him was very calculated. Even her, when she exploded at him, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a very emotional moment. I felt like it was a calculated emotional response. It, yet, and I may interrupt you there before mm-hmm. you go there. Yeah. Yet. She tells Steinhill, "I never wanted this." He and he has he, he meant a lot to you. It did. Okay. I think there were a lot of uh, what did uh, Aram call it? Uh, le- le- Lexical ambiguities. Thank you. I, I'm having trouble with my words today. I'm sorry, guys. Lexical. I can't talk. Lexical. <laughs> Lexical ambiguities. ambiguities. Yep. I'm sorry, guys. I'm running on not a lot of sleep, apparently. Um, lexical ambiguities. I felt like that was used tenfold in this moment. There was... She was talking to him at one point um, about Dom. And... Uh, oh, where is it? Sorry. There's, there's a lot of... Uh, Dom promised me no one would get hurt. Said he loved his child and he just wanted her to be safe. Do I seem safe to you? The first two-thirds of that sentence is one thought. And then there was and then she just tacked the other on. Yeah, because nobody would get hurt. Do I look like I didn't get hurt? Yeah. My family blew up or something happened and I am hiding. I'm not safe. There so I did get hurt. There are a lot of he's while there were a lot of male characters surrounding it. There are a lot of moments, especially with Blonde Cat, where it almost feels like she shifts in the middle of the sentence, the point of view she's talking from. She'll be speaking from a third person. This happened. This happened. Dom's daughter. And then suddenly mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. it's, it's as well, if what I think, what I think it was supposed to do from a writing point of view, from an episode point of view, 
is twist things up and really put us all on the what just happened here. What I think it was supposed to do from the character's point of view, I think two rewatches in, and that's mm-hmm. all I've got for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Two rewatches in, I think she was using that compromised state he was in to manipulate him. If if she's a double, which is one of my more prominent theories with her right now, you know that there were multiple Katarinas. Either she was just one, or there were multiple other than her, et cetera, et cetera. Then she obviously looks a great deal like the Lottie cat. Mm-hmm. That makes read. sense. And so he's lost twenty percent of his blood. He's crazy loopy. He feels terrible. Lots going on there. She's in his face talking about it, and then suddenly shifts into that character. I'm gonna. Can I give you now my reading mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. Uh, and I have for that. I have to go back forward into the episode when Dom is saying that he said Dom said Dom says something like, "I did what I had to do to protect my own." I've got that in my notes too. Yeah. Yes. So, and and then he says, "I didn't betray Katarina," but Dom tells him, "You." You try to have her killed, the woman who's coming for them. So this is obviously, we're talking about two different women. His daughter, his own, he protected his own. And this other woman basically left her to dry. And when he did that, he had promised this woman, mm-hmm. blonde cat, that nobody will get hurt, that he was just trying to protect his daughter. Mm-hmm. But in the process of what happened, Dom betrayed her and tried to have her killed. When I put all these things together, I this is what I see. I see that Katerina went into hiding. And every time I look back and I try to... And for this, when I did this rewatch, I actually went back and watched portions of Kate May and, and went as far back, you know... Some of them like 622 and went all the way back. And one thing, as I started to go back, it really got my attention. If you were planning on disappearing, and this Katerina that we met in Requiem, and the, the way that Dom and Red talk about her, it's not this scare woman trying to kill herself multiple times, you know, fishing herself out of the water and then going back in and trying to jump up windows and being in despair. That's not the Katerina that we see. Red said she was the most, the most, um, what is the word she used? The most, um, oh, I'm blanking out. That she was one of those people who always get out of a dark situation. That she she's not this person. So if Katerina Rostova, that Katerina that we've been presenting in Requiem and in Red's way of talking, decided that she had to fake her death, one thing I guarantee that she wouldn't have done. Because I I I want us to have one member of the audience tell me that they would have done this. They would have gone and make a beeline for the mother. And not contenting meeting her, let's say, in an unknown street at night in uh, a little town on Long Island. They meet her at the ferry terminal because 
hello cameras and people around and things. And then they go to Prague where they leave a picture of Liz. No, that sounds to me like somebody was making very deliberate attempts to create a fake trail mm -hmm. away from where Katarina really did. And there is, to create a fake trail, you need a fake Katarina. Hello, comes this woman who looks very much like her, a woman who embodied the narrative, which she tells right now, you came to feed me your narrative. Yeah. And then she was, and Dom said, please help my daughter. You only have to be seen a couple of times, you know, like, go meet here, this person here, be seen over there, create a trail away from her. Yeah. And then send the send killers after her. Like, that is Katerina. And probably paid her very well. Mm -hmm. And something happens that then whoever is coming after Katerina thinks it's her, and in the process her family gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. And now she's forced into the shadows. So I think that that is that line. Well, then you have, potentially, if that's, which, that does make a great deal of sense to me, um, potentially if you have that, you have another case of someone who was wronged, you know, maybe not was completely right, but felt wronged, mm -hmm. was a, possibly a relatively normal person before, and then that situation turned them into what they are now. We've had that mm -hmm. again and again with blacklisters. Mm -hmm. Where they were, um, first one that comes to mind is Vanessa Cruz, where she was relatively normal. And then mm -hmm. her husband was set up and she became, uh, what was it Red said at the beginning? You know, or, I mean, he said all along that you, you become. You, we are what we become. Yeah. yeah. And Isabella Stone. Yeah. You, you've got multiple Samani. You have. Other characters, Kate. you have other characters like Tom who delve into characters that they're playing and basically become them. It's it's back to identity. Who are you really? There was mm -hmm. a there was a song back in season one that that is the title of it. It's uh, Miko something or another. Uh, but well, when Liz, really... yeah, oh, yeah, when when Liz was researching Tom very early mm -hmm. on, that song was playing, and that's that is a running theme of the Blacklist. I like that. That if she was hired, basically, to be the Katarina that they followed, and it ended up destroying her life. Because when you set something like this into play, it's... The consequences, you can't, you can't know where they're going to yeah, end up. Well, you, you can't predict everything. And that goes back to... Reddington, who acts like he's omniscient, a lot of people often think he's omniscient, and then he's not. And sometimes, when things blow up in his face, they really blow up. And if he was involved in setting setting the table for all of this, he and Dom played this I think part. Dom, he's playing Sin Eater for Dom. I think this woman may not have realized what she did. And I also think that she's a relative. That's a thing. It's like, I mean, if you're going to find somebody who will look like Katerina, mm -hmm. probably a cousin will fit yeah. the bill. Yeah, that's a good possibility. Somebody, and there is something, and now we're going to go in there, and I, I think that we're, we, we have had a couple of clues about that. 
Tom has said, you were the architect of this charade. And this charade is not, you know, it's, it's not about any of Ilya and the banks or any of that. Because that charade was to help Katerina after the mess she had created by working with a cabal. And surprising uh, Rennington and her father by working with a cabal. Um, so that goes into something that, that Red said when she's, he's talking with Oban that is great. Katerina Rostova, you know, I may seem like an illusion, but she's one. She, you, she's somebody you will never find. Um, she's a figment of the collective imagination. And then she says, we share one soul. So there is two meanings in there. There is either uh, we share one soulmate uh, or we share one soul, which may mean we were married, as in man and wife become one, or I invented her. There was no Katerina Rostova, the super spy. There was a woman called Katerina Rostova, and I made her into this mythic spy by creating all this bunch of charades and women that inhabited that character, and she was all over the place, and she was doing all these great things. Like Lagat. Yes, exactly like Lagat. So I think that there is, and, and the way they wrote the dialogue to make all these things is brilliant. For example, at this, there is one point in which, in which is, they're talking about the betrayal, and and Frankie looks at the at the sheet of music and said, "Oh, who's Katerina? This is my daughter." It's like your daughter is coming to, and he said, it's, "Red says it's complicated." He's it not was, saying yes. It was really interesting how she immediately went to Katerina Rostova, and. So I have something in here. Hang on, let me find mm -hmm. the notes. Um, I know I, I you have very organized notes, and I just completely <laughs> blew them out of place. I have I for for those that can't see our our little setup here. Um, mm -hmm. I've got an Evernotes file. I use two screens when we record. I have Tessa on one screen with our Skype, and then I have an Evernotes file on my big screen that I scroll through. And I have, by, by characters, usually, I have all my notes underneath them. And I have just miles of them today. Mm -hmm. and, and my spreadsheet at the bottom. <laughs> it's my, my yep. growing spreadsheet. Jennifer went into a spreadsheet, people. It's <laughs> crossed, serious business. I've crossed onto the dark side. <laughs> there are no cookies. There's only green, red, and yellow uh, highlighted, uh, highlighted pieces of the spreadsheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. what what I was gonna say? Uh, what were we talking about? Dom, um, Dom, Dom, and the uh, the fact that the the music was laying out and that the name was the first thing she went to, and that's okay. There it is. There's my train train of thought. Found it. Um, that goes back to what I said earlier that I would come back to the multiple illusions that I felt like were going mm -hmm. on here. Not only was there Steinhills, there was also blonde cat's illusion that I feel like she was doing with Red, trying to use that state to uh, you know, potentially that's, that's mm -hmm. a possibility. I do like your idea. Um, it's, it makes a lot of sense to me. But then there was Dom and Red, because mm -hmm. Reddington didn't even trust Dimbe with who he was going to. He didn't trust the task force. He's kept this from Liz again and again and again. Why on earth, with this woman who has already proven to be untrustworthy, would he just start blurting out the entire story 
of Dom, Cat, everything in front of her and basically explaining it. And so, a couple of well, things. Well, Dom was all upset. The, 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 there's a couple of things that go into this, and yeah. one of them. So, the night, uh, the night the show uh, aired at homecoming, I was at a bonfire and I started getting messages from Blacklister two one four over on Tumblr, and she's going, "Wait a minute, didn't Katarina marry into the name Rostova?" And I'm going, "What's going on? What's happening here?" Oh. And I, and I went. And I said, I haven't seen the episode yet. Let me see the episode to see what's going on. I'm like, oh, great. They, like, did they have another calling Constantine Alexander moment? That's what I thought they might have done. That they just had a slip like that, which they've admitted was just someone didn't catch it. Which happens. Mm. Continuity Mm. happens. Um, I have my own thoughts about that, but you don't want to go down that rabbit hole now. Anyway, let me see if I can get through this one. Uh, it's like I said, it's kind of all out there, and I'm still trying to drag the pieces in mm-hmm. and see what fits and what doesn't. Uh, but it was said too many times by too many people, including Red, who keeps calling him Rostov. Red knows better. Said by Red multiple times. Wrestler said it at least once. I think maybe twice. Too many people referred to Dom as Rostov or Rostova during yeah, well, this Rostov episode. Apparently, doesn't well, know how the well, I mean, uh, the Russian names work. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't. Uh, I noticed that. But regardless, it's it seemed like Red told him that it was just it was said way too many times. It wasn't a mistake. It mm. was a clue. And so I really, um. <coughs> excuse me, I really do think that Dom and Red were running their own con on that. They were throwing a story out there mm. to distract. The one time I think it started actually getting real was the line, um, let's see. We can go I, to a hospital? Hang on, no. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got it in here. I know we do. Where did it go? Ah, here. Uh, so it was the line he said, um, did I make mistakes? Yes. Did I deserve to die for them? Maybe. If I die, at least I'll, I'll die. If I die, at least I'll go to my grave knowing that I did what I did to protect my own. Mm. Why? It was the one, you, you made a comment about this earlier. That was the point that Red started throwing Tolstoy into it. It was this flippant tone that he got an elaborate story about Tolstoy Tolstoy and family and all of this he was trying to shut Dom up Dom was getting real he was getting frustrated and upset and I think Dom was starting to blurt things out and Red was going no 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 slow down pull it back you're saying too much See, that is that is very interesting because usually the one that goes down the rabbit holes like I'm not talking about this tiny little thing where a rabbit might just take a little rest. I'm talking about the ones that are furnished and have multiple rooms underneath. 
then those usually those rabbit holes are mine. Uh, this time it's different. Jen had one that is even better. He has like this is like fully furnished. This I, is everything. Yeah, I, I um, think this is a this is an Airbnb. This is like I just bought mm, the place. Mm, <laughs> I'm no longer mm, renting. I've I purchased it in cash yep. <laughs> under a false name. <laughs> Uh, with a with a shell company with, with a, a shell, shell company, company. <laughs> yeah with um, multiple shell companies i mean yeah. and a no... shell company to go on top of that mm-hmm. to make sure that is yeah yeah all legal. um i have with a to bank say, in the caymans yeah <laughs> i think this i have a very different take from yours this is my own rabbit hole which is different from yours so uh, listeners you can uh choose your rabbit hole to go into uh, Jen's rabbit Jen's hole on one side or mine. So this is my rabbit hole, and I'm going to go really weird here. The uh, the uh, ground above us is going to become very unstable with all these holes. Yeah, uh, mine is. I mean, it's like a, there's a bunch, whole bunch of family of rabbits living in there, um, because there's so many rabbits in the show. So um, here it is. I know what the numbers mean. The numbers are a code. And the code tells us the story that the blacklist is saying. I have deciphered a great number of them. Not all of them. It's a very complicated, very time-consuming uh, thing that you have to ghost. Because sometimes the way they're defined is something mentioned that character episodes later. And that's the part that fits. But one thing I always knew... And I think I, it, I've, it's, it's one of my, actually, probably one of my most liked posts in Tumblr ever. is one in which I said the, the blacklist is a family story. It's a family love story. Um, and, and I've always knew that there was going to be a family involved in here. And I'm going to say tell you what. Because do you remember how they defined the king family when in 214? Descendant of a senescent dynasty. They appear to be an eccentric family of trust fund billionaires who supplement their family fortune with for, with profits from their illegal. The kings were auctions, but so the code is there was there will be one phrase in which it's used to describe the blacklister and the blacklister of 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 note the one that is on the list, not whoever they were chasing that one that particular one. And that will be the code. And this is the code. And this code tells me that this entire thing is a family story. And now look at all the things that we have had. Every part of this little drama, Kate is playing as a grand tragedy. And Kate says, family feuds always do. Tom says, family secrets always come out. Um, So now I am totally sure that Constantine and... Dom, and possibly Red and the Stranger, and all of them are one big messy family. Why? We have two words here, an eccentric family. They've been talking about Constantine Billion, billionaire, and they describe this Rostov as being very um, uh, eccentric. So to me, that is like, okay, you, I know this is this is where it's going. And, and remember, Dom's name may not be Rostov. He doesn't need to be a Rostov. In I, fact, if he were a Rostov, he would probably have, it would be descendant from the male line because he kept the name. And then he will have the same disease 
as Constantine. And the only way that he could be alive is, is if he is that uncle who got the Ryboski virus and lived longer because he had the virus. I don't and think he's, he's related to his daughter's husband, though. Well, because think about, let's say that that his mother was the Rostov. Now, that mother, by, by generations, will be Constantine grand uh, parents level correct and the constant grandparents so if you had let's say that Dom's mother and Constantine father were siblings now you're talking by the time you get to Katerina and Constantine they're like six levels removed they're not even considered to be family and they could still be the Rostov family because they go back to one common ancestor whose name was Rostov, but they're not even related. I mean, they're not technically even a second cousin. She's basically just a tiny bit more, and I'm talking like a half a point more DNA than any part than you and I could have. So maybe, it, but I yeah, I just I know that it gets people uncomfortable, but. You know, this is. I don't see I mean, the point in that. I really don't. I think that the family thing. I think there was a lot. I think there's something there. Absolutely. I think this is about families, and I mean, Megan said at one point this is a love story. I think it is a family love story. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean every family is related. It means that there are sections of families, and doesn't mean that every family is a family by blood. Exactly what Cooper told told Liz here. Oh, I, I, I agree that there is family related, family with blood, but I have this feeling because also you're talking about, you know, this, this feud, family feuds, family secrets. I think there is something here and this may be very, you know, remember this is also people who, if this, if they're, if the Rostov got out of Russia in, in 1917, in, there is generations that have grown away from each other and probably in different continents because they were all over the world. So to me, it kind of makes sense. This is one giant family that is really mad at each other. Really mad. So what else you have in there now that I went back and destroyed your... Your carefully um, orchestrated uh, notes. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't a day to sm- to jump in the middle of a, of a thought process. <laughs> I won't get it back. Come um, on, get it back. I mean, well, that that's basically. I was I was at the end of the uh, of the Dom and Red one. That I just I do mm-hmm. believe that they were for Frankie that they were putting on their own illusion because they didn't trust her. And I think that there was a lot of that. Um, well, there, Frank there was says something very intriguing. Now that you uh, okay, <laughs> you keep jumping in the middle. I'm never Sorry. gonna get it. <laughs> Sorry, this is an exciting episode. I know. Okay, go I ahead. know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, ah, there it is. Um, th- there was a couple lines in here. It said. Uh, she knows you tried to kill her dom she wants answers but she also wants revenge you set her up betrayed her like everything that was being said there felt especially in the lines that 
that Dom gave, I think it was right before that, said, I never betrayed Katarina, she betrayed me, not just me, her country, our values, our entire way of life. It just felt staged. It felt like they were going through something. Mm. Well, we also have no idea what, if Red and Dom had a conversation where Red told him who this woman is. We're we're jumping. I mean, he sees him. Oh my God, is he dead? And then the next time he's him, and they're having a conversation. So we miss if there is a point where Red told him who this woman is. We assume we got the entire conversation, but obviously we didn't because at one point says, "Hey, you know what? Your daughter is coming after you." No, he never says that. They talk about she and her. And there we go again with the uh, the ambiguities there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm looking at the the quote that I have in here about the about I never betrayed Katarina and you you set her up, you betrayed her, that whole bit, and your whole thought about setting up basically a fall person to make sure that Cat could escape. So it looked like her to to set that trail that went very wrong. That would. Those lines make a lot of sense with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what I would do. I mean, it, and, you know, if you could create, and probably the intention was just simply to, to I, I am sure that if I had been Katerina, I would, I mean, there's the reason why, why would you choose Cape May? It's like, there is a huge cost line. Why you need to go to Cape May? Cape May is one that has one particular distinction, a very short space between Dayton and Rehobo Beach. And it was simple to get a boat and drive across. And then once you fake your death, why on earth are you going to be around, going around, especially looking like Katrina, the red hair, you know, the long hair, red hair. Like, No, 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 I mean... Like, could you do something more like putting I am Katerina Rostova, like in, the, in a hat? I mean, the, what is the first thing Liz did when she went into hiding and running? Dyed she her dyed hair. Yep. And she made it different. Instead of being flat and brown, she made it wavy. Ooh, there's a thought. When she dyed it blonde, we now have a blonde Katerina. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's... it's, it's it's a hiding thing. You wouldn't... I mean, it's ridiculous. And if if they were following a trail like that, it means that it was a trail meant to get the love mm-hmm. following that trail. And then probably the idea was simply to just disappear because she wasn't Katerina, so she could go back to her family. And something went wrong. And this assassin's coming for Katerina ended up making a big mess in Belgrade and she lost her family. Yeah. And a relative fits the space because, hey, somebody who already looks like them, they don't need to do any surgeries or anything. Mm-hmm. No, that does make a lot of sense. <clears throat> Coming back around um, into some, some different territory here. Mm-hmm. The Townsend Directive. Aha. Uh-huh. So Fun stuff. I have a list here that I'm hoping you'll be able to add to. Of things mm-hmm. that we know about the Townsend Directive. We know what came out of Miami. Because mm-hmm. Dembe... Uh, well, we know that Dembe learned about it from a guy in, From in the guy Miami. in Miami. Uh, and so... And that Dembe didn't know what it meant. 
So we know that Dimbe doesn't, he didn't seem to know what it meant. I think he did. He said it's critical, it's important. No, he said, he said, is, he said, is this important? And Red's response was, it's critical, but not as critical as, as knowing why you're back. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take your word for that. I, I believe um, that's the case. Feel free, we can come back and correct if I was, if I'm remembering that incorrectly. Um... Uh, and now I have to. Now I have to Sorry. look. I I have to look. I'm like this kind of things drive me insane. Yep, it's me. I mean, it's, it's insane. Well, I have, I accept I'm slightly insane. I mean, I have clue boards and they're electronic, but they're clue boards not, nonetheless. Terms. Tessa is that meme with that guy with all the. <laughs> different <laughs> okay um, the Townsend directive our friend in Miami says it's in play Red asks is that why you're here Dembe answers he says it's very important Red says it's critical but not as critical as knowing why you're here okay he that's what I was thinking of he says so Dembe never says it's important I just didn't get the impression Dimbe knew exactly what it was or what it pertained to. It, it could be. I mean, I think it could that go either is, way. It could go yeah. either way with that. Um, like anything that could be left uh, not defined is mm -hmm. done because why not? Why are you going to waste that? Yeah. And so potentially Dimbe doesn't know what it is. Uh, Steinhill said that the Townsend Directive is a standing order to kill Rostova. And that mm -hmm. it's very much in play. Mm-hmm. She calls it, the blonde cat calls it a death sentence. Mm -hmm. but, that, and... uh, but that doesn't mean necessarily. We don't know if it's her death sentence or if Even it's Even with your help, I cannot run them. There's only one way to survive. I have to give them what they want. Tell me how. And what they want is going to be Katerina Rostova, the real one. That's, yeah, that's my thought, too. Yeah. And uh, there is also something in there that says, uh, the nurse says, all I know, Katerina Rostova hired him because she thinks people are trying to kill her and that you might know how to stop them. The plan was to con you, not kill you, to get you to tell Inspector Oban who the assassins are and what they or you might know about her sources and safe houses. And the thing is, where is this woman getting all that money? That's... That was an expensive outfit she did for that little con. Yeah. And my guess is Steinhill doesn't come cheap. Oh, no. They said that he pays very well his people, so imagine what he gets for himself. Yeah. And so, and that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that we've had countless blacklists, well, not countless, but we've had multiple blacklisters that have seemed like they're relatively normal people that have suddenly become more because of what's going on in their life and so they've become what either what was expected you know what someone said they were or like potentially red did um mm -hmm. or what they felt like they needed to to get the revenge or whatever mm -hmm. else they needed to do I mean, fairly normal people. And so, and it doesn't necessarily mean that this blonde woman was normal. She may have been 
I mean, Dom was a handler for the KGB. She could have worked under Dom. I don't know that that is true, but yeah. I um, I find it very in- interesting. You know, in your 43 minutes, they keep hammering to things like that. Uh, it was our way of life. It's almost like they go all the way to making Dom make sure that he's Russian, except he doesn't have a Russian accent. And he... he Yes, he spoke Russian in this thing, but he also says mother of God and have and called nappies and things like that. So, yes, they're working really hard in making us believe that he's the Russian one. But meanwhile, Katerina's mother, the one whose cover story was that she was Russian, that means that she couldn't pass as anything else. She had a Russian accent or whatever. There's no way that anybody could believe that she was, I don't know, uh, Lithuanian. That's how Russian she looked um, and sounded. She's the one living in America, but Dom is the one in Moscow. I don't think so. I have a feeling that we're going into some also very interesting territory there. Because a lot of this, there is a lot of assassins to come for Katerina. The, um, the Osterman Umbrella Company, the love, coming to get her. And it wasn't just to say hi um they were going to drag her back to the to the KGB and make sure that they knew everything that she has said and done and now yeah the the cabal and the townsend directive i mean we don't we don't know who the townsend directive is coming from and that's that's the key there we don't know who's behind that if I were to make my guess, I'd say the Cabal's coming back in because last week they mentioned the Cabal again. And whenever they bring something up like that mm-hmm. to make sure that you know it's it's pulling your attention back around, don't forget about these guys. We haven't mm-hmm. mentioned them in a while. Don't forget about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I, I, am, I am certain that the Townsend Directive seems more like the stuff the Cabal will do, which is basically just get assassins. It. It reminds me of Wendigo, and there's multiple assassins that are all coming for her, and she's being crowdsourced for murder. The Townsend Directive has a little feel for that, for Ariel Kane and the deadnotalive.org and just putting money there yeah. to see whoever gets her. So the, 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 basically, the, the Townsend Directive feels like the Wendigo assassins, the, the deadnotalive.org. Mm-hmm. And... The Osterman Umbrella Company, Red made it sound like it's basically the intelligence agencies use them, not the cabal. I mean, the yeah. cabal could have used their own people to do that, but it's generally looked like the people got together and say, okay, this agent is really a problem. We got to get her terminated. And that wouldn't happen unless she was CIA. So I think that we're going and going around to understanding that Katerina had to have been CIA. Besides, she had to have been either CIA or American because otherwise she can't be a traitor to the United States. If you're a Russian citizen and you are working for Russia, you're not a traitor to the United States, no matter what you do. Who said she was a traitor to the United States? Uh, Red said. And uh, she said it to even Kate. And Red said Katerina was a traitor to two countries. And then when Red is, is actually talking to Jennifer, he's talking about somebody who's chased by the CIA and the KGB, and which was not him. And it was not Reddington. Um, it is, 
so it has to be Katerina Rostova. And so I think that that the only way that Katerina can be a traitor to two countries is, is A, she's American, therefore she has American loyalties and she can be a traitor to the United States, but in order then to be a traitor to, which we know she was a KGB agent, so by being an agent and, and betraying the country she's working for, she's also a traitor to them. Uh, but Or that she was a CIA agent and then she can be a traitor to both. But definitely it's not as simple as this is this Russian girl who was born in Russia and whose daddy lived in Russia and then it's, she did all these bad things. It just doesn't work. It's not that cut way. and dry. And honestly, mm-hmm. it it would be boring if it was, because the blacklist. Yeah. I mean, there's so many twists and turns, and well, that's what you expect. Suddenly, now Katerina is a CIA agent, and she was always working for the for the CIA, and she was infiltrating the KGB. Now that starts to sound like the kind of charades, red lights. The other thing that is interesting in, in the not Katerina thing, that, you know, blonde cat is not Katerina, is that, do you remember that little drawing that Liz had in the Summer Palace? And there was also in the... Um, how would Katerina not know where her father was when there was a drawing made by either by her as a child or by Liz as a child of the same house where he's... I mean, it didn't occur to her to go look. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's very clever. I mean, was it supposed to be the same house, though? Blue door. A brown okay. house with the little windows and the blue door. Okay. So, Tom had that house, at least since Liz was a child. And we don't know if those drawings were Liz's or Katerina's as a child. So if they were Katerina's as a child, that's like how she has been going forever and ever. Yeah. So the idea that she needed Red to tell her what the house was, not to mention that she had given a kit to Dom about 40 minutes away, um, how that works. Yeah. I mean, it just... But kudos. We're getting much better at reading through the illusions, like Red with the illusionist. <laughs> And I'm sure they're pulling like ten of them over us, and we don't even know it. Yeah. I mean, really, this. I mean, I am. I'm in awe of all these things. It's. it's it was. Oh my God! It was. And the woman. I mean, Layla Robbins. Oh my God! She killed it. And when she's like crying and like, you know, I don't want to do this. And. Yeah, she. She's impressive. Very much so. I'm I'm very glad they got her. Um, and, and she's uh, and my God, when she met Liz, can we talk about that moment <laughs> with Agnes? Oh, Agnes and her ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it was very interesting with the you know uh, having Agnes call out that she's not Mrs. Whatever the name was. Um, <laughs> They they certainly went out of their way, and I think Lon Cat went out of her way to make the comment, you remind me of my granddaughter. Mm. You know, I mean, if she has a granddaughter, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. she does. I mean, if she lost her entire family in Belgrade, <laughs> then probably not. 
could, could be could be um, that she intends to make Liz believe that she's her daughter, and that's a possibility. And that she or, or that she they're not dead. She eventually wants to make Liz believe to trust, so that she gains her trust that she is Katarina Rostova. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to that Doubt would be an Red. interesting route. Yeah, um, I think that they will go that way fully. I mean, it would be oh, yeah. like this woman telling her things, and she would be like, "But you can't tell Red because he will kill me." Exactly. Um, exactly. And it will again put her. You know, it's like everybody has been in a fight. You know, between your parents, and you're like, "Just disappear me here, please." Yeah. I, I don't want to be in here. And I, I could definitely see it going that way. It would be interesting. It would be absolutely fascinating to see that. I think that's one of the few things I might... Because, like, when I heard that she was going to be the nanny and everything, I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> like, that could get really, really obnoxious. But if that's the route they're going, that could be very interesting. Not to mention that now that we're doing spoilers, this is a spoiler, guys, so if you don't want to hear... You know, advanced ten minutes. Um, they did you notice the book that she's reading? Oh, you didn't see it. Which book is she reading? What? Little Red Riding Hood. But she's reading a book. About? She's reading a book to oh, to Oh, is Agnes. this in the previews? Yes. I haven't seen the previews. I didn't watch it live, so okay. I, I'll go. She's I'll go look reading after. Little Red oh, Riding Hood. Yeah, and it just, you know, it's like, you know, I'm your grandmother. Yeah, you remind me of my granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. And the song that he's playing is, I'm running with the wolves. <laughs> That's, I'll have to go watch that yeah, then. They don't, they don't do subtle things. No. Uh, well, I mean, very... they do, but they also hit the nail on the head a lot of times. Now, do you think the Belgrade thing has to do with Luther Braxton Belgrade? I don't know. I mean, because I don't remember enough about that to. It was just a robbery or something gone wrong. The the, the some of German francs or something German marks. Could be. I mean, it's kind of one of those wait and see moments. All right. Uh well, gosh. Is that about you it? think your family's dead or you think your family's lost to her that she had to hide them and she can never see them again uh what was the exact phrasing I've got it in here I'm trying to find it everything about I cared about died that night I made a life for myself or my family a family um I got the impression, I took that as they're dead, dead. Uh, I mean, it's the phrasing. It could be something else. What a coincidence. These guys uh, are like total freaks about creating uh, things that can be read many ways. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... It's a skill. So, do you have anything else I, I think... in your Oh, my notes are so complicated. When I have so many notes, it's what uh, it gets kind of chaotic. Um, I think that was about it. Oh, the one thing, uh, one more thing that I had for the, it's in my not cat, <laughs> not cat list. Um, just the way she refers to Dom. 
it never it it didn't even strike me as a daughter angry at a father Mm-mm. it struck me as i don't know anything else and, and she kept talking about Raymond, like, Raymond, we're here. This is over. Come yeah. up. Instead of saying, hi, daddy. Yeah, I mean, like, miss if, me? if I were an angry adult daughter and I felt like my father had destroyed my life and gotten into cahoots with my ex-lover to destroy my family, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, that would have been exactly, you know. I'm home. Hi, hi dad. You know, miss me? Exactly, exactly. And so, and it was, she referred to him as the old man, uh, Mm -hmm. bring me Dominic. It's just everything about it, to me, felt very, if she's the real Katarina, then I have well and thoroughly convinced myself that she's not by the end of this podcast. (laughs) I, I think I'm, I think I'm good on the convincing there. I need him alive. I'll save his life. Yeah. You know, it's 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 all about it, it's the use of pronouns is perfect. And every time you hear his, and it's the same thing with with the uh, with the conspiracy. I'm sure that the conspiracy's ideas will be killed, and the and uh, the um, what was the name of the officer that um, Miles. Um, no, no, the other miles, the one with the uh, with the dossier, jump oh, heading and thought yeah. that we're referring to uh, to the president, and it was it was the other Diaz, he was his uh-huh. wife, and I'm sh- it's the same thing that happened in season two when Lord Baltimore is hunting, and he said, to, "Are you you are, we're gonna get uh, Reddington now?" And you think that that then Reddington is taken by Samar, and you think that that's Berlin, mm-hmm. but no, that it. Lord Baltimore was, is going for another Reddington, Mrs. Reddington. Yep. So I think that they use this thing so well. Yeah. It's It's been good, and it's, you know, it's, it's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, and I know people were like, what? And a lot of people were like, oh, this is bad writing. They forgot that he, that, that Katarina is Rostova because she I married know. Rostov. I, and that, that's the thing is when, when I first heard that without seeing the episode, I was like, oh, no, guys, really? Really? Did you do the thing? And then I watched it and went, oh, no. Oh, no, this was intentional. It's once is a mistake, potentially. Multiple times is mm-hmm. a clue. Mm-hmm. And whether is what you said that they were uh, trying to that Red was trying to distract um, Frankie, or whether he is a Rostov as as meaning like mm-hmm. somebody had a very good example in in, uh, in Reddit is like all these Kennedys we keep referring to them as the Kennedy family, but they don't their last name is not Kennedy they're just part of the Kennedy clan like yeah. the kings of the kings in in England they they had all they have all different names but they're the same family. They're all related, uh, so there. I think that there is whatever the 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 reason that they're doing that is definitely not. It's intentional. It's not a mistake. And and I even have my things about that Alexander thing, which are so down the, the rabbit hole that I'm not ready to explore. All right. Well, that's about all I have. That's all I had. I'm just waiting um, for the. Um, for the next uh, one, and um, and definitely waiting for it for um, 
to seeing Blancat and Agnes. Oh, that's going to be wild. All right, guys. Well, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And you can talk to us on Twitter, on Tumblr, and on uh, Facebook. And so we're sorry for, uh, for any spoilers that we gave last week. We had a, a new listener that we accidentally spoiled, so sorry for that. And hopefully we will be able to, to catch ourselves before there's anything too spoilery. Mm. Um, so. And until next week. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye-bye.